1: Of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January second, wherever podcasts are available.
0: Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout.
2: Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Out. out.
3: Hey everyone, welcome
2: back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. and I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom, this week
3: in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And of course, we want to give you all a huge thank you for supporting our Indiegogo. We have hit over 200 Indiegogo supporters, which means that there's two song previews up on our Indiegogo,
2: and we've raised twenty two thousand. So thank you all so much for that. We also have a couple of announcements that you probably saw went up at the very end of last week. The first one you may have seen, we did decide to extend the campaign. First of all, just because, you know, we're still a little short of our goal and we really would like to be able to make our budget so that we can pay everybody who's working on this project. And because we have some exciting new casting announcements that we shared last week, and we want to make sure all of you know about them. We were so, so excited to announce our Esme casting, who is going to be played by none other than the one, the only Jessica Darrow. That's right, Louisa Madrigal herself. We are so, so, so excited to be working with Jess.
3: As you all know, she was an absolute delight when we had her on the podcast. And we cannot wait to be working with her. Also, this next 30 days gives you a little bit of extra opportunity to tell all your friends, hey, look, support this show that Jessica freaking Darrow is in. And just as a reminder of that link, you can do that at bit.ly support Journey to the Heart. I also want to tell all of you, uh, any of you who have been supporting Journey to the Heart, have supported The Flame since the beginning. As you know, we are still trying to get The Flame to the stage and something really, really exciting happened last week. I was personally working with the Play Incubation Collective in East Hampton, Massachusetts, which is actually the lesbian capital of the world. I have to give a shout out to Rachel and Sarah, who were the organizers. They pulled together an entire cast and we put together the scene from The Juicy Crab And it was just like, I wish that you were there, Lee, because it was such a beautiful moment to get to see something actually live on stage from the flame. And it just made me really excited for when we're going to put together the entire thing in September. I'm only sad about this because it's only this small part. Like, I wish it was more. So I'm very excited to at least have that first step. And I want to say a thank you to everyone who supported us because that helped us get to even that first step.
2: We have a couple things we want to talk about this week. Starting with some of you may have seen an announcement on Instagram that I'm going to say the lesbian world has been shooken. waiting for also that. Also <laughs> waiting for. Also Shooketh, which is that some of your faves and ours, the creators of the gay women's channel, you may remember them from an episode way back in season two. Sarah and Adriana announced their engagement to each other. I, I, after I don't even have words, after
3: years, also after years of pretending they weren't together, which is what is honestly so comical like
2: what a long con <laughs>
3: like 16 years it says they've been together for 16 years insane and now they're engaged.
2: absolutely insane yeah. we're so happy for the two of them bravo congrats and just incredible
3: i'm so happy for them also i'd just like to say like i feel like it's totally valid like they were like all right we made this channel and we don't want our private life dissected by the internet so like Honestly, all power to them for keeping that entire relationship like we're not together and for however long. if that's needed. the
2: case, uh, R.I.P. to them this week. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> no, people have been dissecting them as like, are they together or are they not forever anyways? So whatever. Also in the greater Les universe, want to talk about. A few different TV shows and movies that have come out lately because there's been a lot of really fun gay shows. So things that we are excited about because they're not depressing. Um, So Netflix Heartstopper has been a new one that people have been really raving about. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited to watch it. And Hulu's Crush just came out this week, which we've been talking about for a while. Kristen King, who wrote it, is a good friend of Amanda Hollins, who you all know from Girlship TV. And Amanda has been telling us nothing but great things about this film, so we cannot wait to watch it.
2: So make sure you check it out. I think it just came out. Well, I think it's actually tonight as we're recording this, which means it's been out for, you know, a handful of days by the time you're listening to this. Well, looks
3: like I'm watching something after this. Yeah, right.
2: I know. (laughs) I know what I'm doing tonight. So there you go. Check it out, guys. Lots of fun stuff. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And
3: welcome to our 83rd installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh,
2: oh, oh, it was fun, It was
3: great. Yeah.
2: But should little dark And in this week's episode, you know what's coming, Ellie. Rebel girl. Rebel girl. Rebel girl. You are the queen of my world.
3: Yes. <laughs> I honestly was screaming that earlier. Like, I was really (laughs) feeling it.
2: Damn. I knew you were. I knew you were just waiting for it. Oh, rebel girl. Oh,
3: it's so Uh, good. It gets me so
2: good. It just, it like pumps you up. It really
3: does. It really does. So I'm so excited to talk about our movie for
2: today, which is
3: Moxie.
2: So excited. Do you want to give us our IMDb synopsis, Lee? You know I would love to do nothing more than to read our IMDb synopsis for Moxie, which is as follows. Inspired by her mom's rebellious past and a confident new friend, a shy 16-year-old publishes an anonymous zine calling out sexism at her school. Good. Honestly, good synopsis,
3: but I think we can make it gayer.
2: Okay, let's do it.
3: As we always do. All right. I'll start. Okay, here's mine. Inspired by her lesbian mom's past in the lesbian riot girl scene and her new big old lesbian friend, a closeted lesbian, (laughs) dives into gay zine culture and loses her longtime girlfriend in the process.
2: Accurate, accurate, That's what I saw.
3: That's what I saw.
2: Mine is pretty similar. I (laughs) went, like, a little less Vivian-focused and more general, so Mm -hmm. I think my gay synopsis would be a... a budding gsa at a very shitty high school has a lot of girls confused about like who they're into and who they're all dating and how everyone is pairing up in this you know coming of age tale
3: oh yeah there's a lot of lesbian confusion from
2: it's there's a lot
3: yeah we've been talking a lot about um high school lesbian dramas lately (laughs) so we're on a roll we really are on a roll but I'm just going to say, I feel like, so this is a new movie, right? When did it come out? 2020, maybe? This I could look at the IMDb synopsis. Out... But...
2: It was recent, right?
3: 2021. Okay, yeah. So it's pretty recent. And I feel like as movies get newer and newer, we're getting like closer to people writing gay shit. But like mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. just so not there. Like So it's like they just keep getting gayer. But, like, they just won't fully go there. Right? Like, it's like you see it and you're like, you wrote an even gayer thing than something from the 80s. Because you understand that, like, people can be gay now. But you're not gay enough still.
2: No, they're not gay enough. And it's also just like, there's this thing that I don't understand. I mean, listen, I do understand it. The answer is like, we see everything through the gay lens of having like gay teens or closeted gay yeah, teens. Yeah. Sure, fine. Yes, I understand the reality of what's happening, but let me just pretend that I don't for a minute. <laughs> do people just like vastly misunderstand like teenagers, especially teenage girls? Yes. Like, what is that? Because I just feel like every movie that I watch, I'm like, I'm not sure you're writing the movie you think you're writing because that kid's gay.
3: (laughs) I also feel like, so this whole film, right, is about feminism, right? Yes. And I know there's a stereotype, like, you don't have to be gay to be a feminist, but however.
2: But shouldn't you be? (laughs) Like, and there (laughs) is. Shouldn't you just go all the
3: way? Well, there is a whole, like, sect of feminism that basically says, like, you can't be a feminist, like, if you are with a man. Like, and yeah, I know which, that's, like, not that's not accurate. Obviously,
2: rationally, but, we know that's insane. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but, also, shouldn't you be gay, really, though? Really, shouldn't though, everyone really be though. gay? I think well, it's a problem. And that's, I, think the, I think maybe the problem is me, Ellie. Maybe yeah. the problem is I just deeply, deeply don't understand straight people. Yes. Like, to what end? Yes, Why? you are correct.
3: <laughs> For what? <laughs> I do want to talk about, like, the... This was in 2020, but I do want to talk about some of the historical context of what they're talking about in the film because it's very heavily based on Riot Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Very very heavily based on zines, on like DIY culture. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because that as a genre or like is gay. I'm just going to pull up the Wikipedia on Riot Girl. I mean, I'm okay. sure a lot of people start listening us there. understand Riot Girl. But for context, Riot Grrrl is an underground feminist punk movement that began in the early 1990s and has expanded to at least 28 other countries. Combines feminism, punk music and politics. Right. Okay. And there is a lot of actually interesting stuff they talk about here, like through Amy Poehler that like they sort of try to address, but don't fully addressed to the extent they could. Like, there's a whole conversation where Amy Kohler is talking to her daughter, like, we weren't intersectional enough and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, that's a very valid critique of Riot Girl. It was very much, like, a white feminist-centered movement. But it also, like, very much centered around gay shit. Like, let's even talk about Bikini Kill, mm-hmm. Rebel Girl, the song that is very prevalent in this right is about a lesbian
2: relationship yes and not only look here's the thing as someone who is like i mean i've heard it but i've i'm not i'm, I'm i'll be up front and say like right girls scene is has like never been my thing right like not like i don't like it i'm just like it's not like a thing that i ever super like got really into so like i've heard a lot of the songs i'd never really paid that much attention to it and when i was watching this movie and like Listening to the lyrics, like obviously through the should have been gay lens that we watch all of these films with, and I immediately went and googled the lyrics, and I was like, "This song is fucking hilarious." Yes, it's not just that it's such a gay song; it's like it's this is like should have been gay captured as a song. Oh right? yeah, well, like, it, the it, lyrics of it's it supposed are to be a lesbian so, song. Yes, they're so perfect though. Yeah, for like all of the shit that we make fun of. All the time. Oh, yeah. you wanna right? re-
3: Do we want to read some of the lyrics?
2: Oh, you know I do.
3: Let's do it. Let's do it.
2: You know I do. Okay. I just, I want to start with, because the chorus of the song, right? Like the part that, that, that they repeat a lot that we were singing at the top of the episode. Um, so Rebel Girl, you are the queen of my world. Rebel Girl, I think I want to take you home. I want to try on your clothes. Yep.
3: Mm, i think okay. i want to be her best friend quote unquote I think, right yes, like,
2: everything is about i want to be your best friend i want to try on your clothes and then they ha- they get to this section where it's like when she talks i hear the revolution in her hips there's revolution when she walks the revolution's coming in her kiss i taste the revolution and it's like here's why i love this song because this song is literally just being like we're gal pals. Ha 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 ha. But like, we're fucking, (laughs) but like, we're best friends. (laughs) And I'm like, I kind of love it so fucking much. I can't even stand it. It's so good. And then I'm sure you
3: love this part, Lee. And this part actually was playing in the film. So if you, Look, We're looking at the subtitles. They literally yes, say this. It's in there. They say she's a dyke, but I
2: know she is my best friend. Yeah. Yes. I also love that this song features so prominently in a movie where we are going to dissect the relationship that Vivian and Claudia have yep. with each other. Yep. Um, ladies, yes, Yes. (laughs) she is your best friend. You're so right, Claudia. Yeah, you girls are such good best friends. You should take each other home and try on each other's clothes. That's all I'm saying.
3: But that's why I (laughs) want to talk about it on like a lesbian lens, where it's like some forms of feminism do not center around lesbianism, but Riot Girl feminism centers around lesbianism. Like there even wasn't was an article that I read because i was like i need to dive more into this riot girl stuff because i will talk about it a little bit but there's an article with the lead singer of bikini kill she's married to a man and she's like people in the riot girl movement hate me for it Mm. like have and that's like also you know we could talk about (laughs) the complications of that but like the the problematic nature yeah, 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 yeah sure but that is like very much what That movement was about was like was feminism was fuck the patriarchy to the point where like do not sleep with a man do not get married to a man because you are contributing to the patriarchy you are contributing to the heteronormative society like it was very much like fuck heteronormativity like that was riot girl let's
2: be (laughs) and let's be best friends yeah and also also
3: sleep together Yeah. yeah 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 sure so I just want to make that clear, like, at the beginning that, like, feminism can include women of all sexualities. Riot girl specifically is so gay.
2: It's so gay. So gay. I really think, here's the thing. I know Claudia took a little bit to warm up to Moxie and, like, you know, had to work up to, like taken one for the team and whatever. I really feel like if Vivian had just played her the song first, like I feel like something in Claudia would have been awakened, and yeah. she would have been like, "Oh my god, yes, I definitely want to do this with you, Vivian. I've been waiting for so long. I thought you'd never ask."
3: Yes, you're correct. Also, I'm so sorry. I was so dive- diving in on Riot girl. We didn't get to our what was our experience with?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Let's yeah, let's take a step. But back. I what was what I just was really felt Ellie? like that
3: context was important. So. I actually watched Moxie pretty soon after it came out. I watched it with my mom because we were like, let's watch a feminist film together. And you know what's actually hilarious? My mom was like, (laughs) Rebel Girl comes on and she's like, they don't sound very good. I was like, mom, Riot Girl's not about like (laughs) singing well. Like, you know what I mean? She's like, I thought the vocals would be different. I'm like, mom, they're they're screaming in a good way like (laughs) it's it's about the emotion like i'm arguing with her about like the fundamentals of like riot girl music but we did both very much enjoy it together i watched it again today to prep there's moments of it where i tear up and also like it just resonates with me because i'm like the riot girl movement was in the 90s this film is made in 2021 Mm-hmm. So let's do the math on that. <laughs> 30 years later. Yeah. Right. And I feel like the point of this film, at least for me, is that like things haven't really changed, which is like such a dagger like that. Yeah. The whole um, conversation or like it a conversation. But when Vivian is yelling at her boyfriend and the other guy and she's like it's gonna take us 300 years to get to gender equality in this country like do you even understand she's so pissed off i'm like damn i get vivian so i have just like mixed emotions watching this which i think is the point of like yes girl power but also like damn that like this movie isn't enough like just the point that like moxie as itself isn't enough do you
2: know yeah, what I mean? And I, I do. And I think that there are some ways in which it's like, because it's hard. I, like we do this all the time where it's like, there obviously are things that have changed, right? Like there have been. Yes, yes, yes. There has been progress over the last 30 years, of course. But what I think it puts into contrast is all of the things that haven't really gotten there yet. And I also think it puts into contrast the fact that like there is... There is still a place for that smaller, grassrootsy, like kind of movement that that they do in this movie. Like, I love it. You know, yeah. does it feel? Does it feel sort of like out of the time to imagine? Like, I would love to see teenagers. Like, I'd like to believe that there are teenagers out there like making scenes in their school. I'm like, how fucking cool would that be? Right? I, like, honestly, I no, want I bet it so badly.
3: I bet there are, like, legitimately because, like. I do I feel so. like there's If like... you haven't
2: started a zine, go start a zine, everyone. That's what we're saying. We know we have yes. some younger listeners. Like... No,
3: literally last night, I mean, I don't know how young they were, but like I was playing at a gig. It's actually PAX East in Boston. And so there were these... This this girl came up to me and she looked very Riot girl. Let's just say that. Like I was like, this is a punk girl, right? She came up to me and she was like, I'm from Philly. Like, I'm in the DIY scene there. I do more of the art and whatever. Like, you know, so I was like, this girl makes a zine. Yeah. Like, it, people are yeah. doing it. My point is, like, it is happening good as I
2: I want it to yeah. um I guess what I'll say for my experience with Moxie is I remember when it came out I never watched it then I watched it last night um I super enjoyed it I do have I do have many many feelings about how gay this movie should have been because once again look it's just it would be a better movie it's not my fault if every movie would be better if it was gay
3: I just do feel like it's a missed opportunity it really is a missed opportunity because yeah. I do love the movie and we can talk like they have a little bit of gay shit but not enough but I feel like if you're going to write a movie about riot girl fucking feminism, like yeah. give us some more intentional main character. Well, games. okay, should
2: we should Let's we talk about throw it. this out yeah. right at the beginning just because we will then never talk about it ever again? Okay, so <laughs> so as Ellie pointed out to me, so I watched this last night. Um I was also like taking notes and we were like, you know, looking up like people who were in the the movie or whatever. And so I missed we we would be remiss to not mention that there is a brief fleeting moment of gay in this movie between Lucy and Amaya, Amaya. that I didn't even notice. Ellie mentioned it before we before we started recording today. I missed it. I was nope. googling the Linda Lindas and I glanced away for the brief second it took and I missed it. So I didn't even know that that was in the movie, but I guess there was that if people are going to like come after us and be like, the movie was gay. No, it wasn't. It
3: was not. <laughs> well, and that's no, it fucking wasn't. And Who the, are you kidding? The dramatic point of that is that I'm like, oh, yeah, Luciana Maia kissed. You, you're like, when? Like when? If Where? If you, what? If you can look at your phone for a minute and not see the lesbian section of the film, it's not long enough and it's not gay enough. Relevant.
2: Well, and it doesn't, it, it it's not relevant. It's not important to the story. It didn't change no. anything. It didn't affect no. anything. No, it feels like thrown in as an afterthought to try to be like, and we're look! so, look, woke. We have with lesbians here. No. Yeah, yeah, Fuck no. you guys, that doesn't count. It, no. no. No, no, no. No. Make it real, make it count, make it meaningful. This wasn't it. So I guess that happened. We will now be proceeding as though it didn't and didn't matter at all because it both didn't. of those things are true. <laughs> because it didn't. It didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't. But Um, yeah, so let's dive in. with that being said, let's talk about why this movie should have been gay and who should have been gay in it. I mean, we should just start from the top.
3: Like, I I wonder though. Okay, so here's my thing. Vivian and Claudia. Yes. I believe Claudia is gayer than Vivian. Uh, Gayer is the wrong word. But I believe Claudia has more intense feelings for Vivian than Vivian has for Claudia. Yes. I still think they're I, both in love with each other. Yes. There's just like, Claudia has very intense feelings. So I'm like, I don't know if we should start Claudia's with Claudia. Claudia's going
2: to get to Berkeley and have some of. Oh, yeah. I so mean, I don't know if we should start Claudia's with Claudia. Claudia's going to have a good old time in college is all I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Because to me, You want to start was, with Claudia? She we had, can start with Claudia. I, I know Vivian's the main character, but Claudia- <laughs> i so
2: happy to dig into Claudia. First. Has so much. <laughs> Listen, Claudia- Okay, you know how we just talked about The Edge of 17 and we yes. were like, oh my God, Nadine, like, be a little more in love with your best friend, would you? And then, Claudia, then you're like, oh, Claudia's honey, even more than... Nadine. Sweetie, oh, listen. It is Claudia, tough. It's so rough. Yeah. Because, and here's the other thing about it too, is like from the very moment she opens her mouth in this movie, what's the first conversation that they have? Do you remember,
3: um, them talking about the list? Yes. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And cause... what
2: is every like everything that Claudia is focused? I mean, like, listen, I understand it is a list that like ranks all the girls based on like highly misogynistic things. But like, Claudia is invested. Claudia is like, yeah, who is going to be most bangable? Who is who does have the best rack? Definitely that girl over there. Like.
3: Like she, no. She, it is like I was like Claudia, you are Claudia. objectifying these women. Yes. Just as much as the men. Like Vivian's yes. like I don't, you know, we don't have to re-, like and Claudia's like no. But I saw her ass and it's a good ass. And oh, yes. I, I really like that rack over there. Like she's she is looking at these women's bodies and objectifying them. Not okay. She's but obsessed. from a gay perspective, like she is very very invested in the list. She really wants and to know it's not, who's going to be it's on not it.
2: That, like, it's not just that she is invested in how the men are going to rank them. Like She's, she's ranking I feel them like herself. She's yes. ranking them herself. Every time she talks about it, it's like, Her personal yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little much. It's a little much. So that's like right out the gate, Claudia's just like, let's talk about who does have the best track in the school. Have you been checking them out? I've been looking and I made my own list. Yeah. And I've been moving people up and down and like, you know, I really feel like last week I was kind of this way. I'm like, dude, Claudia, like get it together, because listen, this is the kind of shit that happens when you're repressed, right? Because what you're doing is you are taking your own queerness and like filtering it through the misogynistic patriarchy lens that you see the world through because you just haven't learned any better yet because you gotta come out of the closet, Claudia. You gotta really walk does. right on out of there and then you will see how to do how to do this better like how to not objectify and how to look beyond the list and maybe just like realize why you're so invested in these women's bodies a little bit she cares so much also
3: but even before that actually i just want to talk a little bit about vivian and claudia's relationship right because the second we meet the two of them together right they're like all i need is you like we spent the entire summer playing Mario Kart in your basement. We didn't even leave the house. She was like, "Should we have gone outside?"
2: Like, "What were you doing in the basement,
3: girls?" Yeah, it's
2: sim- it's very similar vibes to like mom's out of town, I need the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, "We should we have gone outside or were we having more fun locked in a basement with each exactly. other?" Exactly. Well, like they
3: <laughs> love did
2: depends on what you were doing in that basement but i don't think you were there yet and uh you've no. been having a lot more fun that's and all And
3: claudia you can tell this is like well because it gets so intense for claudia i feel so bad for her because you can tell like this is all she ever wants to do with her life is be with vivian
2: what would i ever do, do without, without you? you yep i guess and, we'll never find out
3: i know this is skipping to the end but if this was actually a freaking love story between Viv- yes. Vivian and Claudia, they say that at the beginning, and then they say that at the end. And then they That's say that. That's a at rom-com. The end. Yes. You do not For have the sure. same thing back. Like and they hug. Like, here's what we said at the beginning. We had a whole fight thing. And then at the end we come
2: back to each other because we've always loved each other all along. Like it's so fucking gay. Well, and Claudia's whole journey in this, right? Is like she Jesus! I'm sorry, I will never get over the one line where she's like, I thought my thing was you, because that sums up Claudia's character in this movie, it just with a neat little bow on top. That is her thing. Her thing is Vivian Vivian. and like Claudia I wish you could see sweetie I wish you could see how seriously you mean that and like you just don't yet but you're so close you're like right on the cusp of, of getting it but your thing is Vivian that is it that is the only thing she cares about she's like all I want is to spend all of my time with you, and now you want to spend it with other people, and I'm confused and hurt by that, and I don't understand why, and I don't ever want to be away from you, and I want us to spend our whole lives together, and the only thing I care about is you, and I don't even want to sit far away from you in class, and I don't, and I know, I. I've been best friends with you since we were four. You think you can hide something like this from me? Like, I know your secret and I'm not even telling you yet. And I'm just like, the layers here. The layers of (laughs)
3: Claudia are so intense. And that's why I feel so bad for her because- I feel so bad. Like The whole beginning of the movie, their relationship, like really, like even like there's this moment where Claudia's sitting in the VFW where she volunteers to work with all of the old folks, right? And she's, they're texting each other. Oh, my God. And Claudia's face, like, if I was Claudia's friend, right, and I saw her texting, I'd be like, oh, who are you texting?
2: Who's, who's the oh, boy? Who's, yeah. yeah. Like, I was with? waiting. I was for waiting for one of the old people to be like. For, yes. Yeah. I wanted one of the Mahjong ladies to be like, oh, who's got that smile on your face? And have her be like, my best friend Vivian. Like, yeah. oh, sweetie.
3: Like, they are, they're flirt texting. Like, they yes. are.
2: In wait, these wait, shows. what does she text her? She, uh, Because Vivian's trying to write her essay, right? And she texts her, what do I care about? And Claudia's suggestion is your best friend, Claudia. And I was like, oh. I know. <sighs> Listen, it's again, it's this is like the kind of cringe shit that you're like. <laughs> you look back on you in high school before you like quite understood your feelings towards some of your friends and you were like, that's the kind of like fishing just like throwing a line out there like fishing for validation fishing for that that hit of like they care about me uh you know that you would get when like and then she gets so hurt when vivian doesn't respond like normal right yep it's oh man it is rough watching claudia's journey in this movie was so rough
3: to watch so rough and let's just talk about claudia in general like in in the terms of the of Moxie as well. It is like it is actually really interesting. We are doing this right after Edge of Seventeen because this is closer to what I would want Edge of Seventeen to be. The conversations between Vivian, Vivian and Claudia, you get like a little bit of a friend breakup. You get some awkwardness. You get the moment where she's like, I'm sorry. Like you it's a fully fledged storyline, right? Like yeah. You get from beginning to end with Vivian and Claudia and the ebbs and flows of like how they deal with their relationship when it's changing. And I think that's the big thing too, right? Like once Vivian starts Moxie, Claudia like doesn't understand how to handle it because she's like, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. And now, instead of having a sleepover with me, which she was so excited about, right? She was like, come sleep over. And then she canceled on the sleepover. Vivian canceled on the sleepover to make her zine. So fucking gay. Um, <laughs> and Claudia's <laughs> so upset that she didn't get to have a sleepover with her girlfriend.
2: Yeah. Right? And who is she most jealous of? The new lesbian in town. The new lesbian. She's jealous of a lot of people in this movie. Listen, she's jealous, she's of jealous of literally of Lucy. every... Yeah. She's jealous of Seth. She's... She's... She's just got a lot of feelings that she's trying to work through. She is jealous of every this single is, friend. This is why I feel like I think Vivian should have played her the song. I feel like Rebel Girl could really help. Help Claudia because I just feel like Claudia would hear the song and be like, Oh, she's my best friend. Oh, yeah, I'm into it. Oh, Rebel girl, you are the queen of my world. My thing is you. Yeah, Vivian, I'm here for it. Your kiss tastes like revolution. What does this mean? And then her brain is just going to be spinning a million miles an hour trying to think through. She's like, Why do I feel all warm all of a sudden? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, I think it would have
3: helped. I think it totally would have helped. I mean, they did dance to it at the VFW. Like, she does hear, and I will say, like, at that point is after they've made up, right? Yeah. Because I think the point, too, is, like, Claudia is, like, so in love with Viv- Vivian that, like, she's yeah. hurt that she has new friends. And she's also, the tank top scene h- hurt my oh. heart.
2: I, listen, I I had such a hard time with that scene because I just wanted to be like, put a fucking sweater on. What is wrong with you? Come I on, know. Claudia, be better at this. But she was trying so hard. And in my, so here's the thing. I cannot help. I cannot help but watch Claudia and be like this little gaby who's just trying her best. And I'm like, you just know that somewhere in the back of her mind, she was like, is Vivian gonna think I look cute in this top? Like, is she gonna think I'm cute? Is she cute? gonna compliment she me like, on my outfit? I, it like, crushed me and it's also it's the other thing where I'm like listen you had such an opportunity here because again they do that whole thing where it's like Vivian does the same mistake that her mom did where she's like my movement wasn't intersectional enough I done fucked up because I'm a 17 year old white girl and like of course but they have that conversation in like that Romeo and Juliet scene through the window where I was just like, so much opportunity, so wasted. <laughs> so they have that scene where Claudia's like, you don't get it because you're white. And she's like, you don't understand like what a big deal this is for my family, for my mother, the sacrifices that she's made for me to go to college and stuff like that. And I'm like, I am just, I was like begging for it to be like, you don't understand why I can't come out now. Yep. like." You don't understand why I have to wait until I am out of the house and in college to like be my true self. And I'm like, but I see it, Claudia.
3: I see. I understand. I I see you. It was like literally, she had to cover her identity up with a sweatshirt. Yes. She was like, Mom, I'm gonna go out like this. And her mom was like, No, you're not. That was heart-wrenching. And I just think they did. I love, I love how besides it not being gay. I love how they did the relationship between Vivian and Claudia because you have so much. That's why I'm like, let's focus on Claudia. You have so much nuance in her character. Yes. For her being like not necessarily the protagonist because like she's so conflicted about this feminism like thing. But it's not because like she doesn't care and it's not because it won't benefit her. It's because like she has so much other shit going on. Yeah, and it's like Vivian, how do you not understand that your fucking friend cares about feminism? But like, how also, Vivian, how do you not just like get out of your own
2: ass? Yeah,
3: and, and like talk to Claudia.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, should we should we use that as a segue to transition over to talking about Vivian a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Because I do want to talk about Vivian in this in this movie. What's funny is. I want to talk about everyone else a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, well, I but also, like
3: I feel like that's sort of the point of the film,
2: to yes. be honest.
3: Vivian is the anonymous person who started Moxie and you're supposed to care the most about her, but I actually don't. I don't. I don't, but I also I don't. don't know if you're supposed to care the, the most about her. Do you know what I mean? Like I do think they did a decent yeah. job of like she's created space for everyone else. Like she almost is like a
2: blank slate for other people. Yeah. Humans. She's like she's like a vacuum in this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't get know, that. But yeah. I get that. But I do think that like, I don't know. I just think it's so funny that there, there are just so many things about her that feel very gay and at the same time I feel like everyone else in the movie is gayer. So, like, I don't know. I think the thing for me with Vivian that cracks me up is that I feel like Vivian starts out as this like she is quiet and wallflowery, and it's just me and my friend and I'm happy with this and I don't make waves and all this stuff. And then <laughs> and then Lucy shows up and Lucy's like, I'm going to hold my head up high, right? Yep. And I'm just like, oh, something just happened to Vivian because I'm like, girl, you are into it. Yep. Like she was here for it and she immediately again does this very gay move of <laughs> this like gay high school move of being like how do I make that girl like me? Exactly, <laughs> how do
3: I make how do I make Lucy like me? How about I create an entire movement? I did it for yeah, you, Lucy.
2: I did it for you. It's the gayest shit, right? And also because she does what I think is a, you tell me, Ellie, is this a relatable thing for oh God, like a closeted high that. school No, no, no. I mean, yes, but no. I'm going to get to Seth. I'm even, I'm going before Seth. Is this a relatable gay high school closeted move to be like, I have my best friend and we have the closest relationships and no one has ever been closer than we are and we know everything about each other. And like, who's this new girl? Now I'm into her and I want to be super close with her and I'm like blowing off my best, best friend in yep. the whole world. And I'm like, sorry, I can't have a sleepover. Sorry, I'm actually not going to the game tonight. I have to do things to make Lucy like me. Um, yep. Anything feel relatable in there? Oh yes, yeah. so relatable. So
3: relatable. Well, because that's the point, right? Is that like, if Vivian and Claudia were actually like, not gay best friends then like vivian could have been like oh hey you want to hang out the three of us yeah no. but she decides but she to doesn't. have very intimate relationships one-on-one with each yep. of them like you can't combine
2: it gay move if i've ever seen one listen
3: so gay <laughs> so gay so good
2: Super gay. Um, And there's also, there's something about the whole, like, again, I mean, I get it's not where they were going with it, but there are reasons that it just feels so relatable, I think, to anybody who kind of, like, you know, went through that same sort of self-realization process. Because we've talked about this before, how it's like, you know, sometimes when you're on the cusp of coming out, like, you're not at your best. Yeah. You know, because secret identities bring up a lot of feeling. They bring up a lot of anger. You get frustrated with a world where you are like, it is so much work to pretend to be somebody different than who you are. And so you watch Vivian at the end of this movie and like, it is very easy to watch Vivian at the end of this movie and be like, okay, you're just like a, you know, little white teenage girl who's like, "Mm, getting pissy about stuff. Like, I get it. Yes, she is coming from a place of privilege. Yes, she is like, absolutely not putting a lot of her own things at stake the way that she's asking other people to like absolutely i'm not defending her actions but i'm just saying that i think it's misreading what's happening here because i think every queer person can relate to the sense of anger and the tired like the exhaustion that comes with hiding hiding Yeah, It does make you tired and it does make you frustrated and it does make you lash out at people around you for things that aren't their fault because you are working through things and because you are feeling unseen and because you are constantly trying to like prop up this paper facade version of yourself that is plastered over the reality and like it doesn't make you your best is all we're saying. Oh, and Vivian is like so...
3: Not her best. Like she is no. horrible in that. She's horrible. Scene. Like she's awful. Horrible.
2: Horrible. horrible. And she and she is. She's lashing out at everybody. You know. Yep. Um. And and I just feel like that. It's like I wish they had just leaned a little bit more into that. You know. Like it was right well, there. It's right there.
3: It's right. And there. also, like I understand, like to bring it back to Claudia, but also Vivian. It's like if we want to talk, like a little bit about Seth. It's like vivian tells seth this secret but like doesn't tell her best friends like what the fuck is this but i also think it is because okay if we i actually think it'd be interesting so if we look at vivian with her secret identity as like a greater metaphor right so let's say her secret identity isn't just that she wrote moxie her secret identity is she's gay she tells this boy she's gay because the stakes are so much lower or actually You know what I mean? Yeah. But if she tells Claudia she's gay, she knows that that means they, they're they going to have to have a conversation where they yep. address their feelings. Yep. So she's like, okay, um, it's easier for me to hide the secret from my best friend and push her away
0: than to confront my… F- Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Feelings for her.
2: Also, can we discuss... Listen, I want to try to say this in a way that Doesn't come across as like sounding racist because that's not what I'm trying to go for. But I do find it a little sus that she's like, (laughs) I do find it a little just there's maybe something suspicious about the fact that she picks a guy who happens to look like a decent amount like Claudia. And then she's like, and then she's like, wow, Seth, your hair grew out this summer. How cute.
3: You're right. She likes the
2: long haired sets. She likes the soft boy. She likes I'm 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 not saying this in the sense that it's like, boo, they're both Asian so they're interchangeable." I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's something suspicious happening there about her choice and you know, maybe like who she's really into at the end of the day. That's all I'm saying. There's I'm just some saying displacement there. If you There's were displacing your feelings for your best friend Claudia, I feel like Seth is a safe place for those to land when he grew his hair out over the summer. That's all. I'm just offering yep. up an observation, okay? And it is the same, the same trope. Is he over
3: and over? She's yes. like, oh, let me go for the nice guy. Yes. Let me go for the easy guy.
2: Let me go for well, you know. <sighs> Jesus, the only thing is, can we talk about Seth a little bit? Yeah, 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 of course. Because yes, Seth is the easy, not pushy, like, sure, sure, he is all of those things. I am not, nothing is going to convince me that Seth is 100% sis in this movie. Mm. He's not. I'm sorry. I just feel like Seth's whole deal, it's too much. It's too much. I cannot with the whole like, oh, a zine about like feminism. So cool. The girls are all going to draw hearts and stars on their hands tomorrow. I'm going to so draw am hearts I. and yeah, stars yeah, yeah. on my hands tomorrow. We're all wearing tank tops. I'm wearing a tank top too, girls. Me too. I've got a tank top. Like I, mm, you just feel listened. like he feels
3: like the women are his community.
2: Yes. And, and I don't think that Seth has figured out why yet, but come on, like, it's so much. It's so much. I'm like, even the most like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an ally, I'm a feminist. Like every single thing that Seth does in this movie where he's like, I just really want my first time to be special and I want you to be thinking about only me. And they're making out and he like stops kissing her to be like, your hair is so awesome. And I'm like, Seth, honey, Is this uncovering some things that you're trying to work through for you? Like why am I like your hair so much? Like, oh, do you just wanna like own me? I just I'm just gonna be like your pretty girlfriend and like write your name on my arm and he's like, I'll write your name on my arm and I'm like, Seth, sweetheart, like girl, work it through. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's okay. I mean, he does he does push against
3: gender rules. Pretty, uh, pretty consistently. Yeah. I don't know, though. I also do like the idea that like they're put they're putting out here that like you can have a male feminist.
2: So like I'm not against that. I just don't think he's written as a super convincing male feminist to me. He is written as a very convincing, like maybe trans, maybe gender fluid. I don't know where Seth's going to end up, but. That's all that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I think there's an energy there that doesn't super read as like cis man to me just because just because he's not an asshole is what you're saying. No, but that's what I'm saying. It goes beyond just not being an asshole. It's not just that he's an asshole, it's that there is like a fervent desire to like associate with the femininity of this movement in him. It's not just that he wants to support it. He wants to be a part of it in ways that just don't feel completely cis to me. That's all. I just, and I, the scene, the one in the car, like, honestly, that's the scene that took me out. I was just like, I'm sorry. I cannot, I cannot. I don't care how good of an ally and how, like, you know, you can be totally respectful of." The girls in your school you can be totally into feminism you can be very like super woke super aware super into like enthusiastic consent all this stuff like okay let's compare let's compare that scene to you know we just watched astrid and lily to like yes sparrow and astrid right like i buy sparrow as being like i want consent yeah i enthusiastically consent too let's fucking do this like yeah that is not the same to me as Seth being like, "I just really want you to be thinking about only me." And like, "Wow, your hair's like amazing." I'm like, "Listen, my friend, I just think there's a further journey for you. That's all. That's all. We will we'll see how it shakes
3: out." I just I do like him as a sensitive man. Like I don't know. I just I but it, he definitely like he bends some. He bends a lot of shit He's, on. Yes, he like, does. He is. He is definitely some sort of queer. Somewhere. Somewhere on this. I don't know where I'm gonna place him.
2: Because again, I feel like he's, you know, the the in the what makes this movie gay, he's a little bit of an afterthought for it, you know? Like he they don't even get a resolution really. It's like the arm thing is like the last you see of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like, well, let's compare
3: like Seth Seth and Vivian in the last scene versus Claudia and Vivian. Claudia and Vivian have a whole thing. They literally have that whole thing where they like repeat the line again. Right. And then they're like, hug. We love each other. Like your mom drove me here just so I could see you. And if Seth didn't exist, they'd probably freaking make out. Yes. Oh, yes. And then she's just like, oh, I guess I'll look over at Seth and we'll smile at each other.
2: Well, plus, I also love that. Then you get into the whole like the then we just seem to end the movie and you get into the credits. Sequence, which I was like, is this what's happening now? Um, Yeah. And I also love how, how Vivian sort of suddenly... There's just like a very awkward cut scene where all of a sudden she's like... Lily from Sex Ed, right? And she's like, Look at me. I've got like my alien costume on with the rainbow butterfly wings, and I'm Dan. You're like, What just happened what is here? Happening? Like, because none of this really leads me to believe that the ending of this movie is like strongly pushing you and Seth at me. I, I don't. No. Not at all. I don't get it. Not at all. I oh, do- wait. Sorry, sorry. I have one last thing to talk about. Well, actually, maybe I'll use this to to segue us to Lucy because I do. I feel like we should talk about Lucy a little bit. My last gay mo- gayest moment for Vivian. Again, we talked about this whole. I want to displace. Like I had one girlfriend that wasn't my girlfriend. Now I'm gonna have another girlfriend who's not my girlfriend. They're my best friends. Is when there's the scene where she goes shopping. Yep. The shopping scene is and so, so fucking and, gay. She's, and they're doing that, the dancing, dancing the bachata. And like, that scene is not straight. Oh, am, am I doing it well, Lucy? Oh, are you touching my hips? I'm sort of into this. Anytime I see a shopping
3: scene between two women in a film, I'm like, they're never straight. This is not straight. Like, the way that they're doing it, like, they're like, let's try on clothes together. Like, let's like compliment each other on how great we look like you're gonna look so hot tomorrow you know who's really gonna love it and you think she's gonna be like me and she's like that random dude will love it not but yeah me too and to be fair like lucy is canonically queer right like yes she kisses amaya we're like led to believe lucy is queer right so like lucy's queer in this even if vivian is straight She loves being friends with a queer girl. And there is something inherently gay about like gravitating towards like another queer person Mm -hmm. and wanting to really like be so intimate with them. Right, they're like, let's take a picture and post it. Like yeah. let's share all these things. And Claudia's sitting there by herself with the tank top because she wasn't invited.
2: It's like Claudia. Why, didn't her you, old tank top. why did you not it. invite
3: Claudia to get a tank top Stop with you, Vivian? It. Because you wanted to be
2: on a date with Lucy. I can't. I can't. And like her Lucy's whole tank top. I
3: know. Lucy's whole thing in general. Let's talk let, let's talk about Lucy. So she okay. shows up.
2: The... Lucy's like I'm from the Bay Area yeah like, she's yeah, from okay. the Bay Area so you're gay yeah, I get it so
3: like that's it right she's from the Bay Area she says like everyone in the Bay Area makes zines meaning all your gay friends she first of all Mitchell is of the biggest asshole in the world oh, no God. shit but like she is so like Mitchell do not fucking talk to me I do feel like there's like a moment in time when you're younger and it's the way that other people talk about Mitchell, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, they're like, oh, he's annoying. But like, cause I'm like fitting into this box of heteronormativity, like, you know, just ignore him. Or like, maybe you like, be like, like, I feel like there's a time when like, I was too nice to men too, because you're just like, you're supposed to just like, be nice to them. And like, hopefully they'll go away. Yeah, There's like a very actively queer energy of someone who knows they're queer has come out and like a man comes up to them and they're like dude I'm very much not even gonna pretend to be nice to you like I want you to very much know number one you're an asshole but like number two like I don't have time for your shit I'm gay yeah like
2: she's so oh it is 100% like a Queer, yeah, she comes at that with queer energy, just being like, I don't care who you are. I have zero interest in you pacifying you, being of interest to you. She's like, I am not here for you, basically. No. Like, that's what it is. I am not here for you. I am not here for your consumption. I am not here for your entertainment. I'm just not here for you. And yes, that energy, that is that is a very gay energy, to, right? And yeah. I
3: think too. That's why, like, Vivian sees that out of Lucy and is like, whoa, you can do that? You can you can stand up to a man like that? Like, yeah. I could be queer too? Like, there's so much that energy yeah. with Lucy. And then, too, like, the fact that she just, like, literally just takes charge of everything and she's like, all right, I'm going to be the figurehead of this now. Like, I didn't write it, but, like, I'm gay. I know what to- I know what I'm doing here. Like... <laughs> I know how feminism works.
2: Yeah, she's like, I'm gay. I've done some protests in my day.
3: Yeah, like literally, she's so she's so good with that with all of it.
2: Well, and it's also like, listen, if we're gonna talk about the missed opportunities of like storylines you could have written, like I could one thousand percent picture Lucy being like, "Wow, who wrote this scene? Like, I'm kind of into it. That's pretty hot, right?" And then you could have had like her and Vivian getting closer. Like Vivian is slowly working up the courage to like come out to her on both fronts. And uh, and then you have that moment where like you know she like here's what I would love. I would love to kind of have uh, Lucy be like more vocally into the person running Moxie, and like mm-hmm. Vivian's too afraid. Vivian's too afraid, but she starts getting jealous even though it's her. Right. Nice. Yeah. And then she's like and then she's kind of going through this conflicting thing where she's like, I want Lucy to be into me, but she's into the me that she doesn't know is me. And so and so you're like not directly receiving that energy. And then you like have this, you know, like confrontation where she's like, I wrote Moxie. And then they like make out in the rain or something. I'm just saying I could be here for that storyline. too. (laughs) I could definitely be here for that storyline. Yeah. But then, like, okay, why so don't let's... more people let us write movies, Ellie? We're fucking fantastic. Seriously. At this. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be so good. Just picture her, like, throwing down a stack of the zines in the rain and they're, like, getting soaking wet in the rain. And then she, like, rushes up to Lucy and they're, like, making out in this, like, dramatic scene where she's, like, it's been me the whole time. Anyways. I'm I fine. totally see that. Somebody um, write me that fanfic. Let's please just write put it.
3: it <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Kiara and Amaya because I want to talk about Lucy Dude, and Amaya a
2: little bit. Those so, girls
3: are dating. So yeah, Kiara and Amaya have been dating since the second we saw them. They're dating. They show up in the bathroom together. They always yes. they never they're never separate. No. They're
2: constantly together.
3: They they're are both together. on the girls' soccer team. Like they clearly get in love with each other.
2: They get like my girl doesn't like freaky cults. Your girl doesn't what? You gay. You're both yes. gay. Just yes. like
3: they're both
2: so gay
3: amaya's like pushing kiera to be the nomination right she's like and kiera's so like amaya always does this she makes me do these things and she's like no stop amaya but like okay yeah like they make each other better yeah they get each other on a spiritual level like they're so fucking gay together like they're so gay together (laughs) they're They're so so gay together and we do know same thing. Amaya is also canonically queer as well because her and Lucy make out at the riot girl scene. Right. So we do have two queer characters here. And I feel I like could they're like them. I could thruple them. But I also just feel like it's like you have those two queer characters and you're like, all right, let's throw them together because they're both queer. And there's only the only way that there can be any queer people is if there's two of them and they're the only two when they get together. Yeah, I feel like Lucy is separately queer. Amaya is separately queer. Amaya and Kiara are together. Lucy's vibing with whoever she's gonna vibe with. Maybe it's Vivian. Maybe it's someone else. But like, they just were like, okay, well, let's put these two together because they're both
2: gay. Yeah, you know what else? You know what I have to say? I'm curious because I didn't. I didn't super look up the writers of this movie, but I do feel like. One of the things to me where I'm like, this is where you go wrong. This is why the whole Lucy and Amaya kiss thing, I'm like, okay, sure. Because you wrote characters who are like so gay and then you like sort of made them queer and at the same time you have shown us that you deeply do not understand queer people. Queerness, yeah. And here's why, is because I agree with you that I think Lucy's energy towards Mitchell is very gay. But for a character who is shown to be canonically queer in this movie? I don't buy that she would never have brought that up to him. Oh, I don't buy that the kind of person that Lucy is, the the personality that she has that in this scenario with a guy like Mitchell that she would never once have have done something to either be like I'm not interested in you. I'm not interested in dudes. Like I'm not even like you're barking up the wrong tree. Like I is this how you get women? Because that's not how I get women. Like, something. There would have been something. Something. Something.
3: No, it, to Mitchell. And if if she was like, Mitchell doesn't deserve to know that shit about me. Like, I don't, like, basically, like, I don't to care enough about him to even say girls. that. To any of the girls in Moxie. Yeah. Are yeah. you freaking serious that she, like, they have that whole meeting, too, right? Where, like, I feel like they try to make it intersectional. Right? Yeah. So they have CJ, who is the trans girl who's a part of Moxie. Mm -hmm. And she's like, people don't even use my real name and blah, 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 right? And so they try to have that moment of like, trans women are included in our feminism. Like, let's talk about black women. Okay, what are black women dealing with, right? Zero, zero zero discussion. discussion of queerness. Yeah. Zero. Just, right? Lucy, like, has, and I understand that, like, maybe, like, that's not, Lucy is far more concerned with her place as a black woman, if we want to like talk about that. Right. But I think it would be both. It would be both. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they. It just it just drops the ball. Intentionally erased any meaningful. Yes mentions of lucy's sexuality
2: well and this is why when we're saying like listen i understand there is a lot more representation like sure we wouldn't have gotten that kiss in this movie 20 years ago for sure but is the does the representation mean anything no no it just doesn't like if you took that kiss out does the movie change one like iota no does it change anything does it have any impact on these characters? Like, it's not meaningful representation. It just kind of feels like it's <laughs> lip service. <laughs> yes. Get it? Wait, please. Okay.
3: So, there's a queer version of the Bechdel test called the Vito Russo test. Okay. To pass the Vito Russo
2: test, the following must be true. Well, and here's the annoying thing it does pass. So, oh, it does. Okay. So, let me it read does, it. It does, but in the
3: worst way. The film contains a character that is identifiably lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. Correct. That character must not be solely or predominantly defined by their sexual orientation or gender identity. They are comprised of the same sort of unique character traits commonly used to differentiate straight, non-transgender characters from one another. Correct. Right? Yes. The LGBTQ character must be tied into the plot in such a way that their removal would have a significant effect, meaning they are not there to simply provide colorful commentary, paint urban authenticity, or perhaps most commonly set up a punchline. The character must matter. Correct. Correct. I feel like for our should have been gay context, I want to create a test that adds a fourth element that is if you remove their sexuality at all. Yeah. That it doesn't change the film. Yeah. Right? Because I do really feel like it is important that their sexuality still matters yeah like the character matters but like their sexuality should be mentioned more than a kiss if you take out any mention if you take out any kisses does that change the storyline no but i feel like it should
2: well and right like this is like i want both i want both like here's the truth of the matter the truth of the matter is I do want both. I do want there to be the idea that like if you are because I get it. It's a high school movie. It's fine. It's like there's going to be stuff that you just toss in. And if you're going to toss in stuff, toss in gay stuff. 100%. I'm there with you. Yes. It makes me happy to have that happen as opposed to just like the our entire lives of like heteronormativity as the underlying background blanket white noise that's always there. Fine. I mean, I'm not. It's not that I'm like, wow, that's bad. Why did they have them kiss? Like, great, have them kiss. One hundred percent. Do it does it mean that I count this movie as being gay? No. No. This is not a gay movie. This is a movie that features two characters who like are both girls kissing each other. Sure. It's not a gay movie. Yeah it's not. It's it's like demonstrably not i mean it's the gayest fucking movie but it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. really <laughs> but it's not i'm like but give me both give me a story where like it actually does make a difference that they're gay because this one doesn't i'm not i'm not opposed to the extra rep as the background nothing that it is but that's all it is this is background nothing gay, exactly you know and it, it's i just feel like it's not that freaking hard to do people no. like
3: just freaking do it just do it just like say you're like say you're gay I know it's like you shouldn't always have to come out but like let's not pretend that we don't tell people we're gay every fucking second (laughs) (laughs) like just do we want to talk about anything other than being gay never no i don't know i'm like thinking i'm like at work like i mentioned my girlfriend do you know what i mean like i don't know like have lucy have said something at the beginning when she's like oh my ex-girlfriend used to make zines in the bay area all the time I would be like, okay, great. We have established Lucy is gay in the first 10 minutes of the film. Now, everything she does afterwards is a gay action. Yep. Right. Like literally just one kiss at like towards the end of the film means nothing to me. Could have done it. Means nothing. All right. There's there's so much shit in here. But which characters are we shipping? Because we've talked about pretty much all of them.
2: Listen, I my heart is with Vivian and Claudia. I just really think they need to go to Berkeley and work some stuff out. That's all.
3: Yeah, I know. Also, they yeah, like literally Vivian was like, Claudia's like, we have to go to Berkeley together next year. And yeah. Vivian's entire thing is like, how do I get into Berkeley?
2: That's really like, I, how it what started. I want. Ellie, let's write the sequel where it's Claudia and Vivian rooming together at Berkeley, like just slowly, slowly circling ever closer to each other because yeah. you just know that they're going to be like, wow, now we're like in a room together. Wait, I have to watch you get Undressed, like changed every night. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Why does this feel different than the summer we spent in the basement? It's I don't. Why it's am I having? So gay. Why am I confused? It's so someone gay. write me that story. That's Please.
3: what I want. <sighs> yeah. So Vivian and Claudia, what's their ship name? Clivian. Clivian. <laughs> yeah, sounds very. V- close Vidia
2: I'm. Uh, yeah, it works. Ugh. It works.
3: All right. Also, Lucy and Amaya, because they kissed. I'll ship them. Okay. I also want to say, like, I do feel like this film does a good job of, like, they do have, like, a lot of people of color in it comparatively. Oh, yeah. For sure. Even though, like, the protagonist is still white. Like, this is, like, two black women kissing, which also we very rarely see.
2: Which is, like, only part of why I wish they had given it a little bit more. Yeah. Like, they should have given it more. Place in this movie. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lucy I'm going and Amaya. with Lumaya. Ooh.
3: All right, I'll go with Amusi. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kiara and Amaya because, to be fair, listen, they gave their relationship way more. If yes. if Kiara and Amaya had kissed, it would have been like, okay, we've had a relationship.
2: Kaya. Kaya's cute. I could also see like Amira. Hmm. I like it. I like it too. Oh, and then this is
3: like a so. I refuse. I refuse.
2: I can't do it, (laughs) Mitchell. I don't even want to talk about him. I don't even want to talk about him. I hate him. I hate it it so much. I can't do it. Mitchell sucks. We're not talking
3: about him. All right, so we can agree. Moxie, a film centered around Riot Girl culture, should have been been gay. gay. All right, Q and Gay, you ready? I'm ready. Q
2: Q. And 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 Gay.
3: Question number one, Lee. Have you ever started a zine?
2: A yes, B no.
3: I have not.
2: I really should though. Me either. Because Visu- we just need more stuff to do in our lives. Ellie. Yeah, right. Visual
3: arts just have never been my thing. Like, if someone mm. wanted to like have a, like me write some stuff and they made it into something cool, but I can't. I'm not a very artistic person. Visually. That's okay. Yeah.
2: Question two, Ellie. Who's your favorite Riot Girl band? Out of A. Bikini Kill, B. Slater Kinney, C. La Tigre, or D. The Linda Lindas.
3: It's got to be Bikini Kill. I just freaking love that song. Also
2: I do a- love the Linda Lindas though. They're okay. so cute. This is a quick follow-up question, Lee.
3: Have you okay. ever been to a Riot Grrrl concert? I, I know haven't. we don't have this in our Q&A. You have not. I, haven't. You I know to really should. I know it maybe like is not <laughs> not the scene you are in right now, but I feel like you should go.
2: I, I I feel like it can't be that hard for me to find in the Bay Area. You're There's to be. You can find right? something. I bet get I a did.
3: get a sitter for the girls, go and like live that life with Kelsey. Oh my God, Kelsey would kill me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) To go? Yes. (laughs) I've, because I've, I really have only been, uh, I've been to a few, like I've been to like some punk house shows, which I feel like is similar, but one of my friends, Al, who's been on the podcast like twice, Mm -hmm. is in a, is a front man in a punk band. But the best Riot Girl show I ever went to was Kate Nash. She's most known for the song Foundations, which is like not Riot Girl at all, right? You know that song? Yeah. Okay. She, after that, like went so hard into like punk Riot girl, and I went to go see her in New York. I felt so empowered at that show. Like I just feel like every woman needs to go to a Riot girl show at some point in their lives, even if it's just one. Just to be like, let me feel this like energy of like fuck the patriarchy. It was so good. Yes. All right. Question number three. Who is the gayest Moxie girl? A, Vivian, B, Claudia, C, Lucy, or D, Amaya?
2: Listen, I know that two of these have like canonically kissed on screen, but I'm sorry. It's Claudia. The answer is B, Claudia, and I would die on this hill. It is Claudia. No, it's for sure Claudia. She's so gay. Okay. Question four, Ellie. Which American Girl doll was your favorite out of A, Samantha, B, Addie, C, Kit, or D, Josephina? Okay. So I have it's not any of
3: them I had Felicity mm. who was the colonial one yep. and she had a horse and I had a yep. horse
2: so wow, you I mean, were fancy huh Felicity
3: you you was yeah. fancy as a kid and my sister had kit which is funny because my sister's a journalist now
2: nice um I had Samantha and I immediately like ripped off her dress and bought her uh, I requested from the catalog her um they had like you know, they overalls? had, like, all the other outfits that you could get them on. <laughs> no, it was a hiking one. Um, mm. So it was, like, a hiking outfit, and she had, like, <laughs> I swear to God, she had a fucking rainbow tie-dye shirt and, like short like, cargo shorts and, like, boots, like, hiking boots and a backpack, and I thought it was, like, the best fucking thing in the world because nothing was coming down the road for me. <laughs>
3: that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final question. Question number five. What superlative would you have won in high school? A, class clown. B, best eyes. C, class activist. Or D, most likely to succeed.
2: Oh, boy. um, I wouldn't have. I didn't. But like probably out of this list is most likely to succeed. Let's be I real. I was, a nerd. Gonna I, was a nerd. I, I knew was a you nerd. were going to say that. I knew you were going to say
3: that. And it's true. You have succeeded.
2: I have. I'm living my best gay life, Ellie.
3: I know. I'm going to say for me, it would have been. Hmm, maybe class clown. <laughs> I was very, I mean, I am very silly, but like I was very silly in high school, but like yeah. not like in this, I feel like I was still a little more shy than the boy. Like I feel like a boy always gets class clown, which is like pretty annoying.
2: Here's the thing is it's like, I feel like if you had asked my friends, I could have been a contender for class yes. clown. But you have to think about like, how did the people you went the to high school I with went to see high you school and the people I went to high me, school yeah. with saw me, would have seen me as a nerd. That's it. Like, yeah. Ugh, rude. But like a funny, engaging nerd, okay? Exactly. Fine. Also, like, class
3: clowns should get turned into, like, wittiest, too. Because like, yeah. I feel like women are more witty. Yeah. Whereas, like, a dude's just like, look at me. I'm doing something stupid. I pantsed
2: myself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, dumb. <laughs> All right, listeners. We've had a blast <laughs> talking about the patriarchy today. If you want to answer our Q&K questions, you can do that on our Twitter at LesingalPod.
2: Let me hear you say hip 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 hip. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every week. And as you know, while we're crowdfunding, we are spending every week our hip hip section thanking everyone who has donated to our Indiegogo for Journey to the Heart because it means so much to us and we would not be able to make that show without everyone's support. So we would like to say thank you this week to Anna, Remy, Brian, Rachel, Milton, Michael, Glenda, Sean, Terry, Lisa, Heather, Kalina, Joseph, Maya, Mike, Sarah, Leon, Samantha, Jody, Luke, Durr, Kashidi, Marissa, Anya, Alexis, In Blue Bloom, Katya, Ruiz, Caitlin, Justine, Amanda, Christelle, Kristen,
3: and Tyler, thank you all so much. There are so many names of all of you. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate the support.
2: And we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, as always. Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rosaschino. Sarah and Julia. Danny Gunluck tamora Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen. Lizette Stye. Stacy, Adie Benitez.
3: Fiona W.
2: Whitney Lennon. And Jennifer Trujillo. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Liz Chen. Julia Gonzalez. And Ashley White. Thank you all so much. And to all of our patrons, we are just so grateful every week. Right now, we're just very humbled and full of love. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com You can also check out our Dollar Bean Productions website at dollarbeanproductions.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you haven't listened to The Flame yet, make sure that you go back and listen to all those episodes. We did not win a Webby. But it was an honor to be nominated and we appreciate everybody who voted for us. And if you haven't listened to it yet, all the episodes are available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're
3: also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash slash to catch them.
2: If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. One of them is easy and free. It's to go on Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the show and we love to read the reviews. Or you can join our Patreon.
3: We have a patron-only Discord for all of our patrons. Patrons. We also have watch parties. We have a watch party this past weekend for girl trash. That was so much fun. And you can join that at bit.ly slash les Patreon.
2: And if you want to help us continue working on getting the flame up on stage and making all of our other shows like Journey to the Heart, you can join our Patreon just for our musicals at bit.ly slash Patreon.
3: If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can do that at bit.ly slash Les Shop. It is the perfect time to get your pride gear.
2: If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster.
3: And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Bridgeta. With that, I'm Ellie.
2: And I'm Lee, And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon.
3: Let's
1: hang out, out.